Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Alex Chason arrived on a PTO, now playing on the top line, now trying to win it. In over the blue line, Rishon scores! Alex Chason, top right corner, sends Edmonton into a tie for the last playoff spot of the West. He wins it in the fifth round, and Edmonton claims victory. Three, two, in a it is Alex Chason finding a way to contribute yet again. The only goal in the shootout tonight. It went five rounds, ten shooters. Alex Chason, the only one to make it count. And Edmonton escapes Vancouver with a 3-2 win. They go to 23-21-3 on the season. As you heard Jack say, they are tied for the last playoff spot in the Western Conference. Minnesota does have the tiebreaker. Both teams with 49 points. Miko Koskinen gets the win in net. His best work in the third period overtime and the shootout. Five Canucks shooters in the shootout. He stops three of them. The other two miss the net and he gets the victory. Thanks for staying up with us tonight. It is 20 after 11 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. All right, Rob. Well, but I, I mean, kind of a up and down game, I thought, overall for the Oilers and they're probably saying the same thing in the Canucks dressing room and on their radio shows but the overtime was absolutely wild we both love the three on three Koskinen made some saves Nurse pulled the puck off the goal line and then blocked the second shot which set up a breakaway for Dreisaitl who was stopped by Markstrom and then an entertaining shootout where we're sitting there wondering after the big three who's going to shoot next yeah it it was an exciting game they got more exciting when they got into overtime I'm honestly I'm surprised that normally when the Oilers go to overtime they got a distinct advantage over most teams and I would think that the Canucks, it would have been even bigger. I think the Canucks are a hard-working team, not as skilled as the Oilers. And when you start going up against, you know, dry subtle McDavid, you're, you're going to lack. But the Canucks didn't. The Canucks pushed. Uh, I was quite impressed by what they threw out at the Oilers in overtime and were very unlucky not to get the extra point as Nurse twice makes saves on the goal line. Uh, it was fun to watch. And then, yeah, when we got into the shootout, and we hadn't gone that deep in a shootout this year. Usually the Oilers have got it finished after their first two shooters. Uh, a few surprised. I was a little surprised that Jujar Kara shot. Uh, I thought you had Yamamoto on the bench. thought he might go, but Chason was the right choice by Ken Hitchcock. Is 
he can shoot. He's got a hot stick. Everything's going right for him this year and just adds to the, the storybook season that he is having and an important extra point for the Oilers in a game that now leads them with a couple-game winning streak into a big game against the Calgary Flames. First time since December 11th that the Oilers have had back-to-back wins, so they're still fighting for a playoff spot. So is Vancouver. Just a point back. They get the single point tonight to go to 21-21-6. It's interesting about Chason. In only counting games he's he's played because he's missed some games with injuries and obviously he was scratched at the start of the year. This is the first time all season he has gone more than three games without a goal. He's now gone four games without a goal. He doesn't get credit for a shootout goal. He'll get credit for a game-deciding goal. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, oddly enough, so he won't get a goal in his actual goal column today, but he still gets the biggest shot of the night in the end. Yeah, an important uh, point for the Oilers by an important pickup for the Edmonton Oilers in, in training camp. He's come in and been everything and more for the Oilers, given them a, a front nut, or a net front presence on the power play, playing on their first line, and tonight showing he's capable of performing under pressure. And uh, you could just see the, the excitement in him when he scored the goal, and uh, it, it just continues for him. You know, this is a guy that, after the exhilaration of winning a Stanley Cup, is desperate for a place to play and put his time in, put his work in, and it's paid off here in a big way for for him as well as for the Oilers. So uh, I thought this was, as as the other games against the Canucks, highly entertaining. Uh, The Canucks are a team that uh, people may overlook because of their lineup, but they got some good young hockey players that work hard, and their goaltender was good tonight. I thought this was a fun game to watch, and it was fortunate for the Oilers to get that extra point. So 3-2, the Oilers win in a shootout, and helping them do so is a successful offside challenge with a minute six left in the... Well, that's when the goal went in. The the offside actually happened at a minute 30. So if you missed this one, the Canucks were on a power play. Hutton scored. The Oilers challenged and it was ruled to be offside. It, it was the right call, as there was a, a Vancouver Canuck player who, a little lazy, he's in the offensive zone, the puck comes all the way back into the Canuck zone, he didn't get off in time, and he was still in the zone, he was changing, but he didn't have his feet in the bench yet, and it cost the, poss- excuse me, cost the Canucks possibly the game. You know, they're going into the third with the lead, instead uh, going in tied, and uh, Canuck team missing their best offensive weapon, their best player, Peterson, you know, you're hard-pressed to score goals, so you don't want them taken off the board. But kudos to the video dude for the Edmonton Oilers because uh, because of him, the Oilers get two points and now move into a tie for that last playoff spot. So 3-2, the Oilers win. Whenever they get to five or more in a game like they did against Buffalo on Monday, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Then you can go print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown, north side, and Sherwood Park, the Edmonton uh, Oilers' road record back even for the season now at 11-11-2. Man, the top guys really played a lot. I mean, overtime helping, obviously. McDavid at 26-55. Nugent Hopkins just over 22. Uh, Dreisaitl actually played more than McDavid. I think that's a couple he, games in a row he has. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he did last game for yep. sure. 27-40. I mean, even Chason got up to 22-20. I think he had one shift in overtime. He actually had a lot of Oilers uh, forwards uh, right down around 10 minutes, nine and a half for the new guy, Cave. 
11 and a half for Jujar, 12 and a half for Reader, uh, Luch at 13 and a half, Brodziak at 11, Cassian and Yamamoto at 11 and a half. I'm rounding off a bit. But yeah, uh, Pooley Harvey only played six minutes, so Hitch was really going to the big guys. Today. Well, and I said it from day one. Pooley Harvey has got a lot of work ahead of him to play in Hitch's system. And uh, Hitch, Hitch likes veteran players. He, he likes having guys that give him consistency, give him the exact same effort each and every night. And what we've seen with Yessi is Yessi some nights, he looks engaged and looks like he's taking step forwards, and then there's other nights where uh, it's not the same player. And Hitch doesn't, Hitch doesn't like that. He needs consistency. He needs, needs to know what you're giving him each and every time you step on the ice. So Hitch tonight shortened the bench and went with his horses. Again, Hitch... And the coaching staff looks at the schedule. The Oilers play tonight. They have two days off before they play the Calgary Flames. So he knows that he can ride his big players even more in a game like this because they've got that extra day off between games, and he takes full advantage of it. All right, so the Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. Alex Chason gets the game-deciding goal. Back to Vancouver. Here he is. Uh, I was just able to get a quick look on uh, a few things. And... Um, Leon's Leon's uh, attempt was uh, really helped helped me out. So um, just the way he moved, uh, he had him move sideways, and um, the, just the glove was dropping a little bit. So I thought if I could come with a little, little bit of speed and uh, able to go uh, just above it, and worked out. Uh, pretty oh sorry, uh, pretty big celebration from you, Alex, right after. Does that kind of symbolize how big of victory this was? Maybe stringing some wins together now. Yeah, I think. Uh, I'm an emotional guy. Uh, um, getting into the playoff is, is the best feeling in this league, and I, I think have a big part of uh, what's going on around here. So, um, just trying to help the team as much as I can. I uh, dealt with a little bit of pushback in that second period, especially in the latter half of that period. Just maybe talk about the character in this dressing room to maybe overcome that adversity. Yeah, I thought uh, obviously we're getting great goaltending and. Um, I think that's you know one of the thing I've tried to relate uh, to this group is you know down the stretch there's going to be a lot of tight games uh, there's games we're going to be down one or up one it's going to be tie uh, with you know 20 25 minutes left we got to learn how to play in these types of games uh, make good decision and uh, uh, play until you know we have to and uh, I thought tonight was a good example of making good decisions and uh, building our game as as it went on even though we had ups and downs we kept going and uh, that's what we're looking for for this team. Nico says that's your move because he says you, when you weren't playing at the beginning of the year and he wasn't playing either that's, that's your move. Yeah so now everyone knows right <laughs> I can't go again yeah um, yeah. That's your, that's your I, I, yeah. I don't know if I have B and C yet, <laughs> uh, but I do have one A. Um, yeah, um, I, I think in the past couple of years I've, I've worked on different things. I've, I've said this before. I've watched different guys and um, changing angles and things like that. And, um, 
I actually, like I said, I, I was glad I wasn't going early because I was able to see what would do, you know, how the goalie was moving, and um, I actually thought that move worked out perfect for me. So the other guys. Yeah, I, I said earlier I, I thought Leon's move, the, the way he approached, really helped me out. Just how the the goalie. Um, his transition to the left side so I just thought if I, I could come with some speed uh, able to change my you know uh, angle on my shot and um, I was obviously trying to go high all right there's Alex Chason paying attention during the shootout and giving us our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors if it hurts see a chiropractor visit albertachiro.com you must have loved hearing him what he was thinking on the bench watching other guys go well you always do that you always watch to see what the goalie's doing when the, the guys in front of you, you go are they opening his legs is the glove down is he moving good laterally how far out he's coming is he charging out is he staying back in his net but having said that Usually the guys that are watching are guys that know they're going. And Alex Chason, well, he hasn't been in a shootout yet for the Oilers, and I'm not sure how many he's been in his career. So kudos to him that even though he doesn't know if he's shooting or not, is still following what's going on. Because normally, well, I mean, he said he watched Drysdale. He didn't go next. So it wasn't like he was tapped on the shoulder, you're next if we don't win this. So uh, it shows you uh, another example of being a, a good professional and having some experience is you're always prepared for when you get that opportunity because it would have sucked if all of a sudden he go, gets the call to go out there and geez I probably should have paid a little better attention so uh, good on Chase on it's just a just another star beside his name for good things that Chase on has done this year for us all right Michael texting 63630 he said Chase on is clearly not excelling just by playing with McDavid he has goals on different lines and this shootout winner kind of nails it for me that this guy is for real. What about his game is contributing to his success? That is from Michael. Well, he, he, he's got a big body and he uses it. Uh, to me, the, the biggest part of him is he's smart. He understands what his strengths are and plays to them. He doesn't put himself in a position of weakness. He's not a guy that, uh, and we've seen a number of the Oiler forwards this year, in games, try to carry the puck through the neutral zone, beat guys, get puck deflected off, the stick goes back the other way. You don't see him doing that. That's not his strength. He gets the puck. He looks, first of all, for one of his line mates. If they're not open, he gets the puck in deep. Offensive zone, keeps plays alive. He's not trying to make fancy plays down low. He find, he pushes pucks to where his line mates should be. He gets in front of the net, hangs out in front of the net, and the one thing that he has, he has very good hands. So when he's in front of the net, his hands are quick, and he's able to move the puck from one side of his body to the other and get it up. Those are the things that have made him successful. And playing with the players he's playing, he gets to use those uh, to his advantage. Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. It went five rounds. Chase on got the only goal. KP texting in. He says, are you noticing Jones has a tendency to throw pucks into the slot from behind his own net? It's cost a few goals against. Do you think he sticks in the top six when Clefbaum returns? I think that Jones, over the last... Eight to ten games has now shown uh, some warts. I think that um, when you, when a player first comes up, there's the excitement and you're enjoying the moment, and sometimes you play above yourself. Uh, Jones, I think, is eventually going to be a, a, a guy that's going to play here consistently, but you're starting to see some mistakes come into the game. And the play, there's a lot of guys from behind that they'll pass it in front of their net, but you've got to do it. 
uh, with 100% certainty that your guy's prepared for it. He's ready for it, and you got to make the good pass. And none of those were there. Jesse Pugliarvi was too close down low. And he made the pass. It was a bad pass. It wasn't on his stick. At that point, hold the puck where you are. I mean, fight for the puck behind the net. They're not going to score from there. Don't force something. So, uh, yeah, Jones has made some bigger mistakes as of late. He's been beat one-on-one four or five times. And then that play there, he's got a bright future, but sometimes you try to do too much. And I think that's where he gets himself into trouble. All right, the Oilers get it done, barely in Vancouver, winning 3-2 in a shootout. We'll have more post-game reaction. We'll get to your calls at 780-496-0063. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. This is Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Austin Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630. Russell on him. Horvat streaks to the hole. Left wing. Drag move to the net. Backhander save made by Miko Koskinen to keep it tied at two. There's your save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube. Get winter ready at jiffylubeservice.ca. Miko Koskinen with the stop in overtime on Horvat. He made 11 saves in the third and overtime combined. That's when he was at his best today. In the shootout, he made three stops, and the Canucks missed the net twice. Alex Chason finally wins it for Edmonton in the uh, fifth round of the shootout. 3-2 is your final. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, thanks for joining us tonight. You'll hear from head coach Ken Hitchcock right away. 780-496-0063. First, we have Robert standing by. Hey, Robert. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. I got a. I have a. I have. A, I have. A, I have a couple questions tonight. First, I, my first question would be regarding uh, Koskinen and his play. Do you, do you think because of the way he played? Do you think uh, Hitchcock goes back to Koskinen on Saturday and then starts Talbot Sunday? And then my second question would be regarding Yamamoto and Cave. How do you, How do you think Yamamoto fared in his first game back? And how do you and, and how do you think Cave looked in his first game uh, with a new team? Sure. Yeah, thanks, Robert. Uh, yeah, I, I go with Koskinen on Saturday against Calgary. I think he's earned the start. He played very, very well tonight. And he then, shut out Calgary earlier in the season. So, yeah, so you go with Koskinen. Uh, I thought Yamamoto looked fine. Um, he played, what, 11 and a half minutes, did you say? Yep. So I, I thought he looked comfortable. I, I thought as the game went on, he looked better. Made a couple smart plays in the offensive zone. Um, I, he's a very intelligent hockey player. It's for him. It's just eventually getting up to speed at the National Hockey League's speed and, and, and learning to absorb the, the the size difference and eventually it'll happen and he'll figure it out but no, the, the thing is you trust him and Hitch trusts him obviously as you look at the ice time compared to what he gave to Pugliarvi tonight and Cave uh, he's alright I mean, I, I think it was nine minutes of too small a sample size I thought had a couple good moments, I didn't notice anything glaringly wrong probably would have say he was fine all right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Gary standing by. Hey, Gary, how are you guys tonight? Pretty good. I just wanted to comment. Like Ken Ken Hitchcock has only been uh, a coach with us for what twenty six games. Uh, yeah, sounds right. So when you look at Ken Hitchcock, he's tried all kinds of different lines, defensive co- uh, combinations, but you can see that he still got the player's attention. I think that's very important. I think the one player that's benefited is Milan Lucic, who's really, I mean, he's he's got 
He's third in hits in the NHL. He's playing physical. He's protecting the putt, and he's playing smart with uh, Nugent Hopkins. And I think that's uh, uh, a big factor that you can see a guy that hasn't had a lot of luck, but he's, um, I think Ken Hitchcock's done a tremendous job in, uh, for the last 26 games. Thanks, Gary. Well, Lucic said that yesterday in an interview after practice that Hitchcock has been hard on him at times. He's he's been critical of him, but he's been trying to pull him along and not let him get too wound up about not being on the score sheet, trying to focus on other things that hopefully will eventually lead to goals. Let's go back to Vancouver, and here's Hitch. The third period was about the only time I didn't enjoy it. That one just about put me right in the back of the bench, but other than that... I thought the first period, we played a great first period, one of the best periods we played for a long time on the road. And I thought in the third period, we managed the game pretty well. I thought there was a lot of good things. Um, we're still looking for more participation from some people, but but uh, overall, uh, anytime you can go on the road and pick up two points, and I think it almost draws us back to 500 on the road, which is... Playing 500 in the Western Conference on the road is very, very good. So what were you thinking when Bertanen went between your two defenses? Oh, it was like, not this. Uh, you know, you're you're thinking about the worst. Like You're already thinking of overtime probably by then, aren't you? Yeah, well, you're, pre- you're even preparing for it. And then the next thing you know, there's puck comes out of the sky and it starts bouncing around guys and guy ends up on breakaway. So one of those, one of those games. You know, I, I thought the one thing that we couldn't do today was we couldn't extend either either lead. We had a lot of chances to extend it, and that kind of put us, you know, kept the game out there. We really, uh, when we were up one nothing, we had those chances, and when we were up two one, we had chances to breakaway and stuff like that. We couldn't couldn't get any breathing room, and and then I thought both teams really uh, hunkered down in the third period. Darnell cleared it off the line there in the overtime. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought I thought. I thought we'd scored for sure twice, and the next thing I know, I, I couldn't believe they didn't score. So, overtime was really exciting. How, how crucial are these two points right now for your team? Oh, look, this is going to be like this the rest of the year. I mean, who knows what happens? We hope we get in, but it's going to be like this every game. You're going to be in a battle, and there's going to be a lot of emotional times. And to me, if you're a fan of hockey, you're going to love this. I mean, if you're just looking for wins, uh, you're going to go through a roller coaster ride. But if you're looking for great hockey with people pouring everything in it, you're going to be looking at this for the next 40 games. And save, save all of them in the overtime, all of them in the overtime, and all of them in the shootout. Yeah, he's very good at practice in there, and and. Um, you know, it's a hard read for our guys because on both our goalies, we don't score much in practice on shootouts. So it's a hard read for for which guy you're going to use. But analytics had uh, had the guys out there that we did. That's six deep. Is that when Chase on? No, I, 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 I listened to the analytics and that's the spot he was placed in. So that's the one he was. doesn't normally get that deep. Oh, really? <laughs> Well, I learned so that lesson. Take too many. Yeah, I know. Well, it was good for us. Ken, maybe just talk about the importance of Chris Russell on the back end. He had a couple of big defensive plays, and he even got some time in overtime as well. Yeah, he's playing. You know, he's playing big minutes right now, heavier minutes than he normally does because of no cleft bomb. So, uh, but he's doing the job for us. I think it'll be good to, for us to take a day off and then get back at it on the weekend. What didn't you like about Puliyarvi? I didn't like the board battles and. 
and that we're not firm enough. So we'll, we'll talk to him about it and get him up and running for the next game. Yamo was good. He didn't play too much the first two periods because of all the penalties. Yeah, but I, I like Yamo's game. Yamo was good, and we got real good minutes out of Cave too. So that's, you know, we we we, we got some additions in our lineup here, which is a good thing. And that's your. All right, so Raddy and Spooner were scratched tonight. Yamo and Cave coming in, and Yessi uh, Pugliarvi continues to not consistently give what the coach wants. So we'll see where that goes as the Oilers beat Vancouver 3-2 in a shootout. 780-496-0063. We have Gord on the line. Hello, Gord. Go ahead. Oh, hi there. Thanks for taking my call. I just have a couple comments and a couple questions. First of all, amazing game, exciting game. Um I, I don't understand one thing, like uh, Kaysan got the goal, and I just have a question about the stats regarding that goal. Does that go on his regular? No. Um, it doesn't. Eh? He gets credit for what's called the game-deciding goal. Okay, so, so oh, okay, all right. Not a game-winning goal, a game-deciding goal, and then the NHL also keeps shootout stats, so he'll get one goal and one attempt added to his total. So, so that goal is added to no, 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 no. For shootouts, it, for it doesn't. It doesn't go into. Stats. It doesn't go into the scoring stats. It just goes into the shootout stats. So it won't count. He won't go from sixteen to seventeen goals. He stays at wherever he is. Okay, I, I was really curious about that. And uh, great game. And Hitchcock's doing an amazing job. And um, yeah, I think the Oilers. Um, a really exciting game tonight. All right, Gord. We're going to finish the play with you. We're looking to put your name into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe, adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Here we go. Here's Nugent Hopkins. Two of two this year. Left-handed shot. Picks it up. In over the blue line. Between circles. Wrist shot. All right, Gord. This one shouldn't be tough since you watched the game. Did Nuge score on that shootout attempt? Well, you know, I, I did miss part of the game, but so, so some of this is not quite fair, but I'm going to say no. <laughs> Here's Nugent Hopkins, two of two this year, left-handed shot, picks it up, in over the blue line, between circles, wrist shot, oh, what a save made by Markstrom, he kicked up his right leg. That was a great save by Markstrom. It was, great leg strength, way to stay with it. Uh, I, I was just thinking if, I would, if I'm able just to lay on my belly right now and lift my leg up like that, I don't think I can, but uh, great patience by Nugent Hopkins, too. Uh, most guys are, get a little itchy and throw it on net before that. Markstrom makes a big save. If if people ever want to look at a player's shootout stats, you can go to his page on Hockey Reference. It's hockey-reference.com. And if you scroll down a little bit, every player has a section called NHL Miscellaneous, and that's where it has his shootout attempts. So Alex Jason now has 10 NHL shootout attempts, and he has scored three times, obviously one for one as an Oiler. But yeah, they keep the shootout stats separately. The, the media game notes we get, and actually they put those online. They'll have a player's career make attempts and percentage. Mm-hmm. And usually 30% is a pretty good percentage in the National Hockey League. So, But you do not get a goal and you do not get a game-winning goal. You get no. what they call a game-deciding goal which goes into the shootout stats. Yeah, just, that's all shootout stats. Nothing goes to your regular stuff. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. Oilers win it 3-2 in a shootout against Vancouver. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 
630 Chan. All right, good to have you along for the ride tonight. Thanks for staying up with us along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. The Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. The regulation goals for Edmonton, Kara shorthanded and McDavid on a power play. Other action on the Advantage Trailer Rentals scoreboard with daily, weekly, monthly, and rent-to-own options. Head to AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Senators beat the Avalanche 5-2. Flyers over the Bruins 4-3. Sabres beat the Flames 4-3 in overtime. Coyotes outscore the Sharks 6-3. The Edmonton Oil Kings lose in a shootout 4-3 at Medicine Hat. The Oilers farm team, Bakersfield winning 4-2 over Stockton. And the Raptors lost tonight 117-108 in Boston. And that's where we're going. Scott in Boston. Hello, Scott in Boston. What's up? Always a pleasure, gentlemen. How are we tonight? Good, Scott. We want to try and fit a few guys in, so can we give you a a minute tonight if you can rattle it off? I'm good at this. I do it on local radio. I'm going to be in and out in 45 seconds. All right, we're going to touch some bases. First of all, my Patriots, and they're going to kill Kansas City Sunday in the freezing cold, and I can't wait. Rob, we're going to close with a trivia question. I love doing this with you. I got a good one for you. All right, all right. here we go. Okay. Big win tonight. Now they're two games over 500. Yep. Hitchcock job is safe now, in my opinion, because as I've said before, if this team even goes one game below 500, I'd fire them. Hitchcock, Hitch's. Job is safe for the remainder of the season, no matter well, what. Well, not if I was president. You're not president, though. <laughs> all right. Well, I've, team I've, is good enough. Hey, I've seen your president down there. All right. Oh, don't. Oh, come on. I call political radio too. Don't get me started on that. All right. I, this team is good enough to be in the playoffs. And if you once you go even one game below 500, those aspirations fade fast. Sure. Two more points. I hate, I would can them if they go one game below. They're two over. I hate the uh, offsides challenge rule that benefited uh, our, our boys tonight, but I, I don't like, like it. Yeah. I hate, right? I just hate replays in general in all sports. Leave the human element in the game. Absolutely. Um, it, all, it all evens out in the end. And I agree. I agree. Big game up against Calgary. I'm almost done, Reed. Don't dump me yet, kid. Big game up against Calgary, coming up against Calgary. If they can beat them, it could put them three over 500 and springboard them into the playoff mix. I'm looking forward to it. All right. In closing, before I get to trivia, McDavid and three-on-three. I watched it. It was on the NHL Network tonight. I had the luxury of watching the game tonight. Um, McDavid and three-on-three is such a joy to watch. He should play the whole five minutes, (laughs) even if that means they have to take a timeout. I'm not kidding you. Well, they have have taken timeouts before with them out there. He, he can't play five minutes. There's just too much skating. But I have seen I've seen him play over three and a half minutes though. Okay, trivia, no, Scott. Saying if the, if, hit if hit us plays. with trivia, buddy. Hit us with trivia. Okay, this is obscure. Now, this isn't Edmonton trivia. It's hockey trivia, but it's a good one. Alright, every goalie we know now has the water bottle, right? With them on the net. Name the goalie that started that. Now, I'll give you a clue. This is kind of obscure. I'll give you a clue, Rob. Name the first goalie who was tired of going back and forth to the bench to get a sip of water in the mid-80s, and he see he put it on the top of his net. It was in the Patrick division. Name that goalie. He started the whole trip. The great trivia question. It's a fact. Um, Come on. I'll give you another one. Uh, I can't give you too much. Patrick division, and he was in Pennsylvania. So that gives it either Philly or Pitt. Um, Hextall? Hextall or Tom Barrasso? Or Jules no, Balazs. A flyer, a flyer, a flyer. A flyer? Sad, sadly died. Oh, wow. Kelly Lindbergh. There you go, bingo, oh, boy. Oh, wow, that's a great trivia question, Scott. Hey, keep me hey. on hold. I like to listen to the show. Okay, yeah, thanks for calling. See ya. Thank you. Well, talk, I, I doubt we'll see him. Well, some, you never know. Someday, maybe. maybe. Never know. That's a pretty good trivia question. I never would have known that. All right. Uh, quickly here to Terry. Go ahead, Terry. Boy, Rob Reed, you know, I love that guy from Boston. I don't know if I can keep up with him. He's fun. I want his energy just for a day. 
my goodness. Listen, I just got a really, really minor nit, you know, and a couple of couple of points. Uh, um, I don't understand, you know, when they put in Jujikara on the shootout instead of Kyler Yamamoto. I mean, I thought that's what they brought him up yeah, for. Yeah. I agree. It surprised, it surprised both of us. Hitch, I like, agree. Hitch, yeah. Hitch likes Jujar a lot, though. Yeah, well, he scored a goal, so I suppose, you know, he's a very loyal kind of guy. Um, there, there, there's another thing, though. I don't really like to hear this word, my men are too tired. I don't want to hear that. And um, I, I haven't been exactly, um, how would say, I've liked Kevin uh, Gravel's game. Uh, Brandon Manning, I suppose, is probably okay. It's a very small sample size, but um, Kevin Gravel has played pretty decently. I, so I, I, we think both. That? Both Reed and I agree. We would probably have Gravel in ahead of Manning. All right. We want to try and get a couple more guys in quick here. We're uh, low on time. Jonathan, can I give you about uh, 45 seconds? Sure, yeah. I just want to make the case for Peter Trelli. I, I still think it would be a big mistake. We're still getting in today's paper with the, the local media and pundits and stuff still coming down pretty heavy on him. But, you know, even in tonight's game, in the overtime, it was uh, Chezan in, in the shootout and Koskinen. Uh, you know, pretty much stood on his head in the overtime, and uh, you know that that's thanks to Trelli, right? And, and uh, I just really hope the Oilers keep him. Yeah, all right. It'll all be based on if they make the playoffs or not. All right, uh, Michael. Uh, Michael, you also have 45 seconds. Sorry, we got to cut you off, but we we got we got another uh, show at midnight here. That's fine. I just got a quick question for Rob. Um, being too good, uh, too bigger goal is in Koskinen and Markinen, um, and I call that as soon as. I seen um, Chase on skate that you got to shoot uh, faster and harder. So, what's your uh, input on that one? If I was going in on Koskinen, I, well, my my shot was always over the glove slap shot. I would take a slap shot from just inside the hash marks over the glove. I think on a big goaltender, my tendency was to go five hole. Bigger goalie, bigger five hole. Just do a little flick with the stick, get him to open up his legs a little bit and try going five-hole. It's hard to go around, hard to deke him, as we saw the Canuck. His legs are so long, you can't you can't get around him. He's just too big. And Chason did, I mean, Chason's not a fast skater, but he. I watched the replay. He started his wind-up just inside his own blue line. It, it's Most guys like going in fast. It pushes the goalie back faster and gets them moving. So uh, whatever Chason did, just do it again. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> Thanks uh, to everybody who called tonight and texted as well. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer so the Oilers sneak it out 3-2 in a shootout against the Vancouver Canucks talk about a step up in weight class the Calgary Flames did lose in overtime tonight but they haven't lost a lot this season they're at Rogers Place on Saturday the face-off show at 6.30 the game will start at 8. You can get more on 630ched.com on behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction you've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout, have a great night Thank <laughs> you.